the nineteenth day of the month. Here's what the Lord says to you. How long will you judge unjustly and show partiality to the wicked? Give justice to the weak and the orphan. Maintain the right of the lowly and the destitute. Psalm 82, verses 2 through 3. Whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is pleasing, whatever is commendable, think about these things. Philippians 4, verse 8. The fourth beatitude says, Happy those who hunger and thirst for what is right, they shall be satisfied. To be famished for that which is right and just and honest, that is an assignment God gives each of us at baptism, and God calls us to spend all the rest of our lives working earnestly on that task. When you hear of corruption in public life, are you simply so disgusted that you want to become disengaged from the whole political process? Or do you so greatly hunger and thirst for what is right that you are willing to get out of your easy chair and do something to demand integrity? When close friends or family members act unjustly or simply condone injustice in conversation, are you so starved for what is right that you take time to help them onto a better path, perhaps risking their rejection in the process? For those of us who do not like to rock the boat, These are not easy questions, but hungering and thirsting in this beatitude does not refer to wanting a snack between meals, but to being starved for what is right. Opening Prayer To all of your people, O Lord, give such a longing for what is right that none of us can tolerate the wrong for one more day. What must we do to set things right? Enable us to do with firmness and fairness without self-righteousness or our pretended wisdom, and give us grace to submit to your correction when we are unjust, lest the good things for which we stand be sullied by our own wrongdoing or inaction. This we pray through him whose ideals and deeds were never at odds, Christ our Savior. Amen. Psalm 143 verses 1 through 8. Listen to this prayer of mine, God. Pay attention to what I'm asking. Answer me. You're famous for your answers. Do what's right for me. But don't please don't haul me into court. Not a person alive would be acquitted there. The enemy hunted me down. He kicked me and stomped me within an inch of my life. He put me in a black hole, buried me like a corpse in that dungeon. I sat there in despair, my spirit draining away, my heart heavy like lead. I remembered the old days, went over all you've done, pondered the ways you've worked, stretched out my hand to you, as thirsty for you as a desert thirsty for rain. Hurry with your answer, God. I'm nearly at the end of my rope. Don't turn away. Don't ignore me. That would be certain death. If you wake me each morning with the sound of your loving voice, I'll go to sleep each night trusting in you. Pour out the road I must trouble. I'm all ears, all eyes before you. Save me from my enemies, God. You're my only hope. Teach me how to live to please you, because you're my God. From the book of Job, chapter 41, verses 1 through 11. Then the Lord spoke to Job. Can you draw out Leviathan with a fishhook, or press down his tongue with a cord? Can you put a rope in his nose or pierce his jaw with a hook? 
Will he make many supplications to you? Or will he speak to you soft words? Will he make a covenant with you? Will you take him for a servant forever? Will you play with him as with a bird? Or will you bind him for your maintenance? Will the traders bargain over him? Will they divide him among the merchants? Can he fill his skin with harpoons or his head with fishing spears? Lay your hand on him. Remember the battle. You will not do it again. Behold, your expectation is false. Will you be laid low even at the sight of him? No one is so fierce that he dares to arouse him. Who then is he that he can stand before him? Who is given to me that I should repay him? Whatever is under the whole heaven is mine. From the book of Acts, chapter 16, verses 6 through 15. They passed through the Phrygian and Galatian region, having been forbidden by the Holy Spirit to speak the word in Asia. And after they came to Mysia, they were trying to go into Bithynia, and the Spirit of Jesus did not permit them. And passing by Mysia, they came down to Trous. A vision appeared to Paul in the night. A man of Macedonia was standing and appealing to him, saying, Come over to Macedonia and help us. When he had seen the vision, immediately we sought to go into Macedonia, concluding that God had called us to preach the gospel to them. So putting out to sea from Trous, we ran a straight course to Samothrace, and on the day following to Neapolis, and from there to Philippi, which is a leading city of the district of Macedonia, a Roman colony, and we were staying in this city for some days, and on the Sabbath day we went outside the gate to a riverside, where we were supposing that there would be a place of prayer, and we sat down and began speaking to the women who had assembled. A woman named Lydia from the city of Thyatira, a seller of purple fabrics, a worshiper of God, was listening, and the Lord opened her heart to respond to the things spoken by Paul. And when she and her household had been baptized, she urged us, saying, If you have judged me to be faithful to the Lord, come into my house and stay. And she prevailed upon us. From the Gospel according to John, chapter 12, verses 9 through 19. The large crowd of the Jews then learned that he was there, and they came, not for Jesus' sake only, but that they might also see Lazarus, whom he raised from the dead. But the chief priests planned to put Lazarus to death also, because on account of him many of the Jews were going away or believing in Jesus. On the next day the large crowd who had come to the feast, when they had heard that Jesus was coming to Jerusalem, took the branches of the palm trees and went out to meet him, and began to shout, Hosanna! Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord, even the King of Israel! Jesus, finding a young donkey, sat on it, as it is written, Fear not, daughter of Zion, behold, your king is coming, seated on a donkey's colt. These things his disciples did not understand at the first. But when Jesus was glorified, then they remembered that these things were written of him, and that they had done these things to him. So the people who were with him when he had called Lazarus out of the tomb and raised him from the dead continued to testify about him. For this reason also the people went and met him because they had heard that he had performed this sign. So the Pharisees said to one another, You see that you are not doing any good? Look, the world has gone after him. These are the readings of the words of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Tuesday's Prayer God, our rock and our salvation, undergird us with your strength lest we fail because we rely upon ourselves alone. Assist us with your Holy Spirit, 
that we may abide in your love and trust in your grace. Spread upon us your transforming power. Overpower us with your goodwill and forgiveness, offered to us and to all through Christ our Savior. Amen. A prayer from the prayer book for those afflicted by addiction, titled Loss. God, your ways are not our ways, and so I struggle with the losses in my life. I cry out to you to help me in my time of pain and loss. I pray to you daily to be at peace, but I struggle to find this myself. I struggle for the energy to continue with life. Help me. Amen. The Lord's Prayer, Traditional Text Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. Amen.